0: Everybody and welcome to the Sex Actually podcast. Your host, Dave Neal. That's my name. That's my uh, God-given name, or mom-given. That's my mom-given name. Oh, what's your stage name? Don't call me David. I hate it when people call me David. I introduce myself as Dave. It's always like these people. who like, hey, it's my buddy John, and you go, hey, Jonathan. No, no, I- I'm not taking myself too seriously. So you don't either. How is everybody? Are you doing all right? Does anyone else feel like an absolute piece of shit the morning after the Super Bowl? Oh, because I I gave up sugar for a month. Oh, my gosh. This is how dynamic the human body is. I gave up sugar for a week after after Christmas, after New Year's, like starting January 3rd, right? Because you needed a few days of like, you know, after New Year's brunches and all that jazz. So I give up sugar. I drop 10 pounds immediately. And look, this isn't one of those like douchebag from Los Angeles Petals' diet onto you. This is about me. I'm addicted to sugar. I have an addiction. It grabs a hold of my brain. It makes my my, my mind spike and then crash. I can't do it. So anyway, I've given it up almost pretty much cold turkey. I'm still doing a cheat day here and there, but only once a week. And the only cheat that I've really had so far is a waffle with syrup. That's the only cheat I've had. Yet yet yesterday, I fucking went off my rocker. Tasha knew it was going to be my cheat day. So she got chocolate um, croissants, pain, pain du chocolat, as the French would say, pain du chocolat, and... So we started the day off at like seven a.m. with chocolate croissants, and it was just an epic like Robert Downey Jr. bender for people who like sugar, and all day long. And then, as most of you probably know, my Patriots had the greatest comeback of all time in Super Bowl history—probably any sport, to be honest. They uh, no no team out of ninety three ninety three times in playoff history in the in football has a team not been able to come back from more than ten points. Uh, I don't know if that's the stat or not. (laughs) I think that. But the Patriots did it. They came back. twenty. They had 31 unanswered points, right? They won 34 to 28 or some shit like that. Unbelievable first Super Bowl in overtime ever in the history. And uh, if you're not a Patriots fan, you probably don't care. But uh, you know what? It's just great. It's great to follow a team and root for you. I stay in my own lane. I'm not one of those guys that rubs it in. You know, my buddy Channing, if you're listening, I love you, buddy, you piece of shit. Sends me a text message as the Patriots are losing. And all he says is ha ha ha. It's like, bro, stick in your lane. Root for your team. I root for mine. He wasn't even a Falcons fan. Some people do that. Some people love to talk shit. I just want my team to win. That's enough for me. That's enough satisfaction. I don't need to rub it in other people's eyes. I know a lot of Bostonians do. I get that. A lot of new England fans are annoying they're insufferable. They want everyone to know, not me. Let me just cheer on my team. I remember the first Super Bowl they won, I believe, or I think I was in college because I'm old. And I remember everyone, went, they, everyone ran outside to like run in the streets and party and everything. And I just kind of sat there and watched all the post-game interviews because I'm a loser like that. I'm a loser, baby. So why don't you kill me? Is that how it goes? Uh, so today's a solo episode. Everyone, we're going to do a quick little half hour. I'm a day late. I usually post these Sunday nights. So sue me. Why don't you kill me a day late? uh, I was going to do it last night. I just, I got drunk that last, that last quarter of football. I had my, um, my mother-in-law. Can I call her that? My girlfriend's mom got me a Yeti cooler for Christmas. It is the most badass cooler. It's, uh, like so insulated. I literally had about 20 beer. I didn't drink 20, but I had about 20 beers in this cooler with like, 20 ice cubes and they stayed cold the whole time anyway why the fuck do you care that they don't sponsor me uh but anyway i'm just sitting next to this cooler watching the game with all these comedians just just sucking down cold ones and i know people like oh you watch the game i watch the game with probably seven or eight comedians and like two comedian girlfriends which is about right one out of four comedians probably has a girlfriend 75 percent are happy (laughs) i'm kidding if tasha's listening no we're happy um but it's hard it's first of all it's weird being watching the football game with a bunch of comedians because you would think we're just all hilarious. No, we're all fucking frustrated. Uh, Frustrated men uh, rooting our team on and not being funny. That's pretty much how it goes. But luckily they pulled it off. I posted a a live video on my Facebook. As soon as I knew the Patriots were going to win, they had first and goal in overtime. All they had to do was score a touchdown and the game was over. I I posted a Facebook Live. I've never been so nervous in my life because I'm posting the Facebook Live video and we didn't win yet. And something crazy could happen. And then I'm going to be the one who goes viral for celebrating too early. Oh, I was so nervous. Luckily they scored and I I posted the video, so you can go to Dave Neal on Facebook and go catch that video if you want. On so my personal page, hey, hit me a follow. We could always use a follow. Speaking of following, um, so glad you guys are listening to this. Uh, I wanted to elaborate on a few things. Well, you know what? Let me just let me let me wrap this up about the Super Bowl. A lot of hate. Tom Brady, man. When someone's at the top of their game. When someone's the best, they get so much hate thrown at them. And he actually um, practices uh, the four agreements. Is that is that what it's called? The four agreements or the five agreements? Jeez, I should know this shit beforehand. But he, he, he you know, he's, it's like uh, the, um, I'm going to search the agreements here. Because uh, I don't know which one it is. How many agreements are there? The agreements? No, nope, that's not it. Uh, he practices basically that just like the serenity to to just, like i was just saying stay in your own lane other people are hating him and he just knows he's going to be hated by people outside of of what he has he's got uh hold on i'm searching the five agreements here i hate it when when hosts do this where they um the four agreements yeah there you go. you the four agreement hey here's a four agreements quote maybe we'll maybe we'll let tom brady be the uh focus of this episode uh be impeccable with your word don't take anything personally don't make assumptions. Always do your best. Miguel Ruiz, The Four Agreements. If you guys haven't read The Four Agreements, um, I know I know. in New England, uh, Tom Brady's been peddling this book for a few years now. He doesn't get paid for it. The best advice you can give is the one where you don't need credit. Like, look, if, if a lot of you have bought The uh, the War of Art, the book I've been talking about recently, and that's fantastic. I guarantee I don't get anything out of it. I'm not shuffling you to my Amazon Prime account. Um, the Four Agreements is just uh, it's a tenant. These are tenants that... That Tom Brady has lived his life by. And it's amazing. Be impeccable with your word. Don't take anything personally. Guys, don't take anything personally. Uh, Which is hard to say because when you guys write me a bad review, I get ape shit. I'm like, oh, I'm not going to take it personally that this person's a piece of shit. Uh, I just yelled at the dog and he looked at me. Sorry, Bubba. Come over here. Dog's a little wet. It's raining here in Los Angeles. Don't take anything personally. You know know how know how many marriages would be saved if we didn't take anything personally? Or relationships? You know how many relationships have ended because it was early on and someone said something critical of the other? They probably projected their own feelings or they felt hurt. And then the other person was like, well, you know what? Fuck you. Oh, yeah, fuck me? No, fuck me? No, fuck you. And then it just goes back and forth. Which, by the way, I found the best non swear word. I was I was making um, meatballs yesterday in the crock pot. Crock pot. Call somebody a fucking crock pot motherfucker. Okay, crock pot is my new fuck you. Um, I'm going to to Tasha. Hey Tasha, look, I just you're being a little cranky today. You know, a little bit of a crock pot. (laughs) Oh fuck, this is for me, folks. This podcast is for me, not for you. I hope you enjoy it as well. Uh, Don't make assumptions. That's a big one. Don't make assumptions. Oh, you're being, you know, this morning, touch. oh, you woke up on the wrong side of the bed. You're being mean to me. Don't make an assumption. Maybe I just was had to go pee or something. You know what I mean? Like sometimes we get in each other's way because we coexist in a way that, I mean, don't make assumptions. Apply that to sending and receiving text messages. Don't make assumptions. How about if you do make an assumption, assume the other person's intentions are well. If you assume everyone's got great intentions, then it'll ruin, it'll just end the sensitivity we have oh this person's out to get me everyone's out to get happiness for themselves there are a lot of hurt people in this world that don't know how to do that and um i think the best way to show them love is to just love just be love and um either they either they can accept it or they can hate you even more a lot of people still hate tom brady all he does is show love oh but he's a uh, trump supporter who cares who cares you do you he'll do him always do your best that's the fourth one. Always do your best. And I know you're thinking, oh, you just read them all for us. Why do we need to read the book? You just, it's good. There's a lot of, um, there's a lot of examples and, and good shit, but just be impeccable. Don't take anything personally. Don't make assumptions. Always do your best. I need to read it again. These are the types of books you got to just pick up every once in a while, dust them off and be like, am I getting a little sensitive? I mean, I'm a sensitive guy, everybody. Yeah. I'm super sensitive. If I think my girl's not happy with me or if a buddy, you know, isn't uh, isn't happy with me? I get super sensitive. I go, what did I do wrong? I just want you. I just want everyone to be friends. Sometimes uh, by wanting everyone to be my friend, I spread myself too thin. Does anyone else do that? I spread. My, I'm thin ice. So yesterday, I had to shoot a man on the street video Saturday night. I uh, we'll start here. I had to work Saturday, uh, side job, twelve to nine. And then after that, I had to shoot a man on the street video, which I shoot uh, for the social man. It's a dating advice company. So if you go to, if you go to YouTube or Facebook, search social man or search Dave Neal man on the street, you'll find these videos uh, where we just ask girls different questions. And we've been going out at night, and it's hilarious, kind of dangerous, to be honest. Hollywood's fucking dangerous. So we go out at night. So, um, so Saturday I worked all day, and then at night I worked 10 to 3. At night uh, Just doing these uh, interviews So those episodes Come out every Friday On the Social Man Network And then I get home And I'm fucking jazzed Because it's the night Before the Super Bowl And I had a couple Red Bulls So I'm not going to bed Anytime soon But then I promised my buddy Sunday morning I would shoot his headshots At 9am Because we got this Fantastic camera And I'm thinking Why don't I shoot people's headshots that don't want to pay five, six, seven, eight hundred dollars for their headshots. We got the camera, we'll do it for you. It's just a way to like help each other out. I've got a camera, I'll help you out. That's how comm- um- comedics <laughs> comics are very much into the barter system like there's always a comic who's good with cars you know like my other my other buddy do helped me buy my car tell me what i need to get what i don't need to get some comics can do uh it work build a website and you know what i got a f- camera so we will shoot your headshot so i agreed to shoot my buddy's headshots at 9 a.m and my girl's like ah uh, then we need to go sh- super bowl shopping before that and i'm like fuck so went to bed at 4 a.m woke up at 7 a.m got the food we needed to get called her a fucking crock pot uh, shot the headshots. She got a cool sponsorship with Bud Light. So we had to shoot her Bud Light photos, which was so badass. Love it. Love Bud Light or hate Bud Light. We had to buy a 20 pack of Bud Light. Shoot it at Tasha Courtney on her Instagram. Guess what we did with the extra beers? Put them in my Yeti cooler. Yeah, this is all coming full circle. We didn't write this down. We're just talking it out alone in a living room with my dog looking at me thinking, aren't you going to get a real job? Well, you know what? Boone the Bassett on Instagram. You know what? No, this is it. Me and my little followers. Uh, anyway, where was I at with that? So, um, what the fuck was I? So anyway, I spread myself real thin. We had a long day of making pigs in a blanket, which came out fantastic. We got the extra buttery flaked croissants. Unbelievable cheat day. Um, it was fun, but I spread myself a little thin and you know what? This morning I got the, I got the remnants of that with Tasha. Just, you know, maybe not feeling the love right away from me. Oh, you're doing all this shit for your friends. You're having a great time. Your team won the Super Bowl, which, by the way, was amazing that she was by my side wearing. I put her on a Patriots sweatshirt and a Patriots hat. It was great. It was great because she's a Bengals fan. But, she you know, she supported me. She had a blast. It was amazing. Everyone's hugging her after the game, trying to cop a feel. <laughs> uh, I'm like, hey, have your share, everybody. We're all friends tonight. Let's do it. Uh, no, I'm just kidding. Uh, but it's just it's great. And then, but sometimes your well runs dry, and that's a, and that's a thing that happens. Your your well runs dry when you when you spread yourself thin. And Tasha could feel that this morning. She could feel that I uh, you know needed to give her a little extra love. And you know what? It took a few minutes. It took a couple minutes. But you know what I had to do? I had, when when she was like feeling like I was being the grumpy one. I had, you know what I had to do? Not make an assumption. Don't take anything personally. <laughs> always do your best. So you know what I did? We made the coffee and it took a few minutes to warm up to each other. I gave her a little back massage and we had a great morning. She just went off to work. She put a little too much lip gloss on. So she said, Dave, help me with my lip gloss. So she gave me a big smooch. So now I got a woman's lip gloss on my lips. You know what? Don't mind it at all. How come women get all the cool parts? How come you get all the nice? I mean, I, I, I used a lip exfoliant recently. You guys know what this is? I think it's made by lush. It's this little salt candy shit. You, you dab a little bit onto your lips and you rub it in with your finger, and then you and it exfoliates your lips and then you lick it like candy and it disappears. You eat this shit, Hold, guys. We don't get that. We don't get that kind of attention. And you know what? Call me metrosexual. Call me a fag. Call me a lose. I don't care. I got glossy as fuck lips right now, and I love it. I'm kissing this microphone. It's shiny. I love it. Send them my way, sexactuallypodcast at gmail.com. I should start an Amazon wish list for lip gloss. I don't mind it. And any strong man out there shouldn't. Let's take care of ourselves. I don't want to be some wrinkly old guy who didn't moisturize. No. I'm going to put a little Q10 under my eyes. I'm going to try to stay out of the sun as best as I can. Anyway... Go Patriots. I'm so happy for them. I'm happy for Tom Brady. His parents would always come to his games. Uh, for those of you who don't know, Tom Brady was drafted sixth round, 192nd pick, something like that overall. Nobody wanted him. He was barely a starter in college. He lost his job. And you know what he did? He stepped up his uh, second or third season in, and now he's got five Super Bowl rings, the most of anybody in the history, all because he was given a chance and he followed those agreements. And you know what? His mom is recovering from cancer. And to see Tom win that MVP of the Super Bowl last night with his mom and his dad there and his family around, and Giselle. It just makes you wonder, you know what? He's a human, and he is just basking in the result of hard work and love. You don't get strong family unless you're a great person. Family, I, when I hear families that are torn apart that don't... You take this, Aaron Rodgers, right? He doesn't even talk to his parents. What the fuck is that important? that the quarterback of the, um, the Green Bay Packers doesn't talk to his parents. Really? Did they wrong you so bad? Did you wrong them? Are we taking something too personally? We're sweeping it under the rug and not dealing with it? My, uh, my stepdad's getting knee surgery right now, literally right now. And, yeah, it's an easy surgery, and I'm just saying some prayers out loud through the uh, speakers here. But it's important that we love the ones that love us and that we let them love us. Sometimes we don't, you know? It's important. We hug each other. It's great to see it on the national level with a game like that where you see everyone celebrating. But we have to remember we can celebrate something every day. A little quote here. To live is the rarest thing in the world. Most people exist. That is all. I don't know who wrote that. I just Googled it. To live is the rarest thing in the world. Most people exist. That is all. Let's live, folks. Let's live. And I don't want this to sound like some super granola episode, whatever. Sometimes we talk about good sex stories. Sometimes I read poetry off the internet. Let's live a little. Let's do it. Not just watching the Patriots. Let's not just be worker bees. We all have that potential. We all have the neurotransmitters to do what it is we want to do. I love it, man. I saw like a, a guy. I was doing an open mic, and there was like a 75-year-old dude. Maybe it wasn't that old. He was in his 60s at, at the least. And he was he was uh, ex uh, uh, Marine. I don't know if it's ex or retired. He was a Marine, right? And and in, as a Marine, everything cut your hair short, uh, be militant, don't uh, you know? You know, v- chain of command, all good things for the Marines. But when you get out of the Marines, sometimes it's good to call her outside the box. Sometimes it's good to yell when it's when you're in a library. Sometimes it's good to dance on the subway or do something that's just not in our cultural norm and just just laugh when you're supposed to cry or, or the opposite who the fuck cares anyway this guy was at an open mic doing stand up and, and he was expressing himself and you could see that he was like letting loose and being a little gay be a little gay it doesn't mean you're gay or straight it doesn't matter be a little gay loosen up the shoulders have fun and it's never too late it's never too late to find that inner poet that inner architect uh, go build some legos uh, write a book. Uh, a, you know what I mean? It's just, it's just mind blowing that we repress this from ourselves. There's so much shame we put on arts and, and, and I can't tell you how many people, including my close family ask me like, Hey Dave, or when are you going to make some money doing this? All right. What's the, What's the, uh, here's a big one. What's the plan B? Uh, what's your plan B Dave? Look in life. You don't get a plan B your plan. A is all you get and just live it. Who cares? I don't own a house yet. Right. But people but, – but when we do have those jobs where I do a stand-up show and we, and I do get a paycheck, I think – I wrote jokes to make people laugh because I wanted everyone to have fun. And that translated into people buying some drinks and some you know fried uh, pickles or whatever they're selling, uh, some stuffed jalapeno peppers, and the club made some money, so they paid me for entertaining their fu- – what? This is insane. You got to be kidding me. This is great. Anyway, what's my point? Live. Don't exist. Live. Okay, so we had someone write to us a few weeks ago. um, She was 23, 24. She was worried about guys that wouldn't settle down. And I answered it as best as I could, but I wanted to go a little bit more in-depth as to why guys don't settle down. Um, I could be wrong. Maybe I'll touch on a little bit and not all of it. But, uh, you know, we like to make excuses for people when they don't um, follow our plan. So there's a lot of reasons why guys don't settle down and why guys aren't settling down with you. The number one is – the the number one reason – Let's call uh, this girl. I'm talking to um, Lauren. So Lauren, the no- and this is going to sound rough, but I've been on both sides of this. The number one reason guys aren't settling down with you is that you're not the one for them. And they might they might have to find that out later on. They might know right away this girl's great. She's Sometimes you can have sex with a girl, and it is fucking bangerang sex. And you just might not respect them. And I don't mean respect them in like a, oh, she's a slut type of way you might just not respect them as the one who you, who you envision spending your life with. Also guys, sometimes we have our heads so far up our ass. We have this perfect um, example of the, the perfect girl for us. And we miss what's perfect right in front of us, which is imperfection. Everyone's got imperfections. I am I perfect for Tasha? Maybe in a way that challenges her, not in a way that's a perfect fit for her and vice versa. Is she perfect for me? Maybe. But it 's not in a way where where we go fifty days without fighting no there's abrasion, there's tugging at each other there's questioning each other 's norms and and trying to make each other better not in a not in a let me make you better to fit into my reality, but better people C- you know climbing a ladder together side by side, not one in front of the other and that 's what a perfect couple is 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 challenging loving respecting helping when one falls down she knows when i've she knows when i'm at my wits end and i know when she can't help me sometimes when i'm being a little needy i have to know you know what dave maybe uh maybe wrap your head around solving this issue by yourself and being a better version of myself i hate to i hate to show weakness but you know and i do a lot trust me you know it's a tough gig we have it's a tough gig we have putting ourselves out there and uh you show your weakness you just have to realize that it's time to grow personally be better for my spouse. Let me be better for my spouse and not always suck the life force out of them. Very hard lesson for me to learn, guys, in a relationship is to not just be an energy vampire. That's a term people use, right? Energy vampire where you just suck someone else's. This happens a lot with codependents where they, they want to help the other person so much and the other person sucks energy out of them. And then they resent them because you spent the day and a half trying to help someone go through their depression. It happens a lot in relationships where we try to help the other person so much. We get on thin ice. Now, this happens, and don't run from it. Just acknowledge. It's important to acknowledge when shit like this happens. I mean, I'm 31. I'm turning 30. Oh, I'm turning 32. Can you believe that? After 31, you get 32. That's mid-30s, folks. Holy shit. I am 31 and a half. Uh, Birthday presents can be sent to Sex Actually Podcast at Gmail. So what do we do? What do we do in this thing here? You know... Girls wonder why guys don't like them. Guys wonder why girls don't like them. Well, look, dudes, it's easy as a guy if you if you don't have a stable life. What girl's going to want instability? I mean, so you know, a girl might want if you know. I mean, at least in my relationship, there's a lot of instability with like what I have right now. But at least I think Tasha sees the path that I'm on, and she wants to be a part of it and knows that that path is leading to good things, even if they don't have monetary rewards right now. You know what? The thing I hate the most when I do my side jobs, you know, like Lyft or driving people around, the thing I hate the most is that people, I feel people's judgment um, because they see me as like a loser. I feel like they see me as a loser with this doing my side job. But I have to remember, uh, don't take it personally, <laughs> right? I have to remember that that's my projecting on them, that I'm doing a job I don't love. And just remember that at night, And, you know, I go up on stage, I make people laugh in that I'm I'm getting booked on good shows, got TV credits, been in some films, and just knowing that the side jobs, they help us survive. They give us the chance to explore our craft and not feel, you know, and not starve. I hate the term starving artist. Oh, I hate it. You got a business degree. I'm not a starving artist. I know exactly what I'm doing. Much like most of my friends who do entertainment. We know exactly what we're doing. And the thrill the thrill of it far exceeds not exactly having a 401k right now. And I know it's, oh, yeah, but what about the future? you got to live in the present. I, I, don't be reckless, but live in the present. Do everything you can to to express yourself, and you'll be rewarded. Leap in the net will appear. Right? That's the only thing. Leap in the net will appear. So why aren't guys ready to settle down? Well, I Googled it. Because I have my own reasons. But it's like... My, the basic thing, I think, is, guys, we have a mission. We all have a mission that we're on. And sometimes we we just we can't multi – guys are so – if girls would just give guys credit for being as simple-minded as we are, it would be a lot easier because they're wondering, well, why can't he have his job but also love me at night? Well, that's not – not to say that he can't do that. It's just a lot of times when we're pursuing our life you know, straight out of college – it's going to take five to ten years. Yeah, if you're in your late 30s and you haven't ha- settled down with someone, maybe, maybe it's on you. Maybe you need to change something. If you w- actually want to settle down, if you want to be a bachelor your whole life, that's fine. Just know you're going to have a wake of angry girls, right? Like I got a buddy I'm thinking of off the top of my head who he doesn't need a woman. He's got money. He's gone through a lot of younger girls and probably more so stays with the younger ones because they don't hassle him as quickly about settling down. They kind of let him enable his bad behavior. Someday he'll probably wake up who knows when 38, 47, 55 and decide I want someone to be hanging out with every Sunday. And that's fine too, but he's not there yet. And you got to let, you got to, you got to understand if guys aren't there, don't question that specific guy. Just know he's not there. You can't change if he's not ready. So um, what's this article here? Uh, Four reasons guys won't settle down. Number one. Uh, they're too career oriented. So he just went over that. Right. Number two, they're lifelong players. I don't know. I mean, yeah. Like if a guy look at his track record, he has no long, you know, the more you look at a guy's exes, the more you learn about him. Like, Oh, well he can't keep a girl longer than two months or this or that. But take me as an example, take me as a player example. I never had a girlfriend longer than three to five months. This is my first long-term relationship. I learned a lot from a lot of different girls. Um, I could have learned a lot from one girl that didn't happen so much. I had three or four girls that, that I felt broke my heart that I still have some like PDSD or you'll have a random dream where you wake up feeling empty because you're like, Oh, that person, you know, that person really like, I got one ex-girlfriend who lives in Los Angeles. I haven't seen her and I'm going to go with eight years, seven, eight years. And I'm just dreading the moment I run into her. Yeah. The city's got 10 million people, but I know I'm going to run into her. Because we run in the same, we run in the same like, circles. So you know, you just got to deal. Maybe it'll be good when I do. But you got to learn from your past. And don't judge every guy because he was a player. If he wants you, if you're what he really wants, he's going to fight for you. So you have to be the best version of yourself. You know what I mean? I'm not blaming you for this guy being a player. I'm just saying you're not where you think you might be to lock him down. So, number two, they're lifelong players. Number three, they're scared of commitment. Um, and then the, let's, see what, let's see what they read after this. They're scared of commitment. We're not sure why the idea of commitment strikes fear in the hearts of so many guys. But there are men out there who just can't wrap their heads around the idea of commitment. As soon as you feel like things are getting too serious and that whomever they're with is itching for marriage, uh, they run. Whether their fear stems from not wanting to be tied down, worried that they haven't been with enough women or unsure about where they see their future, some men can't commit even if they seem to generally care for the woman they're with. So no matter how you look at it, the commitment-phobic guy isn't going to be settling down anytime soon. I don't agree with this at all. I'll tell you why. If a guy loves you, commitment's not going to be an issue. If he's cheating on you or something else, that's his fault. You can look into what you're doing as well, but you're definitely not connecting uh, spiritually or it- with communication if a guy loves you, he's going to fight for you. If you're the one, he's going to fight for you. Don't, why would you want to be with a guy who settles for you? I've been in relationships where I think the girl settled for me, and it didn't end well. If a girl's not willing to fight for me, why should I fight for her? Um, that sounds negative, but it, let's, let's flip that around into a positive statement. I'm willing to fight for somebody who's willing to fight for me. I'm not willing to go the extra mile. Like, Take my relationship now. We've had, we've had arguments, especially early on in the relationship. We had a time we were meeting at a bagel shop on Sunset Boulevard after a fight the night before um, where I was like, look, if she can't meet me somewhere in the middle, and I don't even mean 50-50. I mean take one step towards the center, and I take one step. I'll take 99 steps if she just wants to take one, but she has to actively say, yeah, I want to I I fight for this. And as long as we both have that fight in our eyes to figure each other out, we move forward. I can't tell you how many times we were on life support and still are at some moments where we just seem so frustrated and depleted that we can't understand each other. But I almost get teary-eyed explaining this. We fight. We fight because we understand and trust that the other person, although we're not speaking the same language, is fighting back. I could I could, uh, I could, could quote... Um, part of the movie Love Actually. <laughs> Remember, you know the guy who's... You know the writer, right? And he's uh, he's with his uh, this chick who speaks, like, what, Portuguese or something? They don't even speak each other's language. Now, does she want him to learn Portuguese right away, the whole language? No, but... But you know what? What does he do? He Googles. Google pardon, didn't exist when this movie came out. He, he translated how to say, like, I love you. Or how to say, would you go on a date with me? And that was enough. Because he tried. He put in the effort. And so much of a relationship is about not knowing how to put the effort in. And we're afraid of that. It's yeah, sure. It's a millennial thing. And look, I'm not saying let's go with our predecessors and be angry and married together. I'm saying, let's fight for when we have that hunch of faith that we're doing the right thing. And at some point you have to go, you know what? And I've, and I've done this in the past with relationships. You got to go, you know what? I'm fighting for something in the my partner isn't. And you know what that's called? That's a Zach Brown song called Goodbye in Her Eyes. I saw goodbye in her eyes. I saw that she had mailed it in and was ready for this to expire. And maybe she didn't cut the cord right away. Maybe she was going to do, go, do a couple more soul cycle classes and try to bury it under the rug or ghost me. But I saw goodbye in her fucking eyes. And when that happens and you know it when it does, trust me, you know it when it does, the thing is over. You move on and you learn from it and you hope that you don't have that happening again and with my relationship there's never been goodbye in the eyes there's been fight and it's much like the patriots winning their <laughs> super bowl guys i'm getting emotional talking about this but it's important to me I'm losing my voice it's important to me that more people sack up and fight for something when it's good for you and if the other person isn't fighting for you don't question anything move on walk away and see if they chase after you and if they don't Do you want that? Do you want to fool someone into dating you? Number four, they haven't found the one. Even if you watch several of your guy friends walk away from women, you were convinced were perfect for them. The relationship might not have been quite so ideal from the inside. That's not to say they're, wasn't love and happiness, but maybe things just looked rosier from the outside looking in. While not as common as being afraid to commit or unable to stop sleeping around, some guys haven't settled down yet because they just haven't found the one. So the next time you meet a cute, slightly older guy at a party or bar, and he's yet to settle down into something more than casual, it could simply be that he's still waiting for the perfect partner. I love the way that one ended. I really do. That's, that's exactly what I'm talking about. Maybe he's just got set the bar high for himself and for others. And he's, and he's, and he's reaching, uh, you know, I, I'm, I'm a hopeless romantic. I don't want someone who doesn't want me. I've been in, I've been in those relationships. Haven't you where, where you, you, you where you like you end with someone and someone's like, are you kidding me? That person's great. Maybe for you, maybe for you they are. But for me, we, we just didn't click and you shouldn't be in a relationship unless you click in a, in a soul partner for the end of the world type of way. You know, you ready for that apocalypse to hit? Who are you going to be running out of the cave with, holding hands, laughing as you guys scrounge for berries? What the fuck am I talking about? You just need somebody that's willing to fight for you. How do you find that? You're asking. I think I found a guy. But then you start questioning all these things. I don't know. He decided to hang out with his buddies instead of me this time. Well, look, here's the deal. There have been relationships that exist that that didn't start a la Nicholas Sparks, the notebook, Right. That didn't start with this crazy lust. Sometimes we're, we're so guarded ourselves and the other person. We don't always know we're guarded. They don't even know a good thing when it smacks you upside the fucking crockpot, right? Sometimes you don't know a good thing when it's right there. It doesn't mean it's not there. It just means you got to explore it. And sometimes you go down some dead ends and there's nothing there. And some dude who has a nice dick thought you were going to love the rest of your life with because he had a strong jawline just to, you know, turns out to be a super... Dumbass guy who just wants to fart with his buddies. That's fine too. You ain't going to change him. Keep on looking. Anyway, how do we get out of here? Here's a cool acronym I found HOPE. Hold on, pain ends. HOPE. Hold on, pain ends. That's how we do life. That's how we do it when things are rough, right? You just got to keep on doing the work. You got to keep on doing one step in front of the other. It sounds so cliche to say, but hopefully at least one person's listening to this. Hope, hold on, pain ends. And too many times we end life. I'm talking suicidals. Yeah, that's that's the absolute worst. But too, too many times we quit on who we are. Yeah, I got out of that acting thing because you know I did this and that, and I got one. It's a, and then next thing you know, you're down this road of resentment. Be, be what you are. I'm not, you know you know, you're doing taxes, whatever. There's only so many labels you can have as to what you are. No, you're you. I'm me. We're all doing it. We're all part of a larger kind of network. We're all one, right? One world, one song, right? I don't know. Fuck. I was just going to talk about the Patriots today. (laughs) I'm going to keep this short. I'm a day late on posting this, but, uh, you know what? I feel like I'm posting it at the right time. You're getting it as you're supposed to get it uh i've had a ton of great comments um from my bachelor recaps if anyone watches that dumb show or even if you don't i've been doing this like free form 10 to 15 minute response to these episodes and i just uh, huge shout out these girls uh what was her name this girl was said she was going to watch our recaps with all of her nurses they all get together and watch bachelor and i thought that was fucking hilarious um she, she also said she loves sex actually uh, katie Shaw, right I think Katie Shore was the one. I'm going to sh- shout out to her. Maybe I've got the wrong person here. But, um, you know, the, the podcast is one thing that it's, you know, it's a very intimate relationship I feel like we have. Right? Isn't that kind of sexy? You've got people living in different countries. You're like, oh, yes. I was hearing Dave talk about his fucking sex life. No one gives a shit. But um, it's intimate. i mean, in your ears. You're in mine. Trust me. You're there. I can hear you. Yeah, you. Right, Rebecca? I hear you, Rebecca? For the two Rebecca's statistically that are probably listening, there's always a couple Rebecca's. I just want to know why he's not the one. You're not good enough for him. I'm just kidding. Just keep working on you, Rebecca. Keep you know get your strong group of friends and fucking go out and have fun and don't worry. Because it doesn't take 15 years to find the one. It doesn't. It takes a good night out where your group of girls meets his group of guys. And next thing you know, you try to write an article on 10 reasons why you can get him to break up with you. And then he takes it as a challenge. And he puts a diamond on you. And you frost each other. And I'm talking about 10 things I hate about you. No, I lose a guy in 10 days. I can't even get my rom-coms right. Anyway, it's out there. Take use Matt. watch a couple of Matthew McConaughey films, fool's gold, be a gold digger, literally, and maybe you'll find the one you love um, or I'll be the one you love. I'll be your surrogate husband. What do you need from me? Huh? Could you love multiple people on Facebook? Can I be married to multiple people? That should be the thing. Uh, people who listen to Sex Actually are my spouses. We're calling you my spouses. Hashtag spouses. Um, thanks, everyone, for watching or listening. You might, you might be watching on YouTube. Uh, this is an audio-only episode, but we are we do have every episode now on YouTube. So if you're at work or something and you hit, need to you know, press play on your desktop, you can do that. Um, just search Dave Neal on YouTube uh, or Sex Actually. I'm on there. We just got an iHeartRadio, all these other places. Look, here's the deal. We got 156 reviews on... Uh, We have 156 reviews on iTunes, and we have 215,000 total downloads, which means a lot of you haven't written a review. I'm not asking for a paid membership. I'm not asking for donations. I'm asking you to write a review. Search Sex Actually on your phone. Click the icon. Click review. Click write a review. I need you. It's important. What's also important is to hit the subscribe button. I'm assuming most of you are subscribed to this. If you're not subscribe on different apps, use the laughable app, iTunes, SoundCloud, hit the subscribe, hit the follow button. I appreciate you letting me into your ears. And all I ask in return is that we make this thing as big as possible. Uh, we've had a tremendous growth. January was our largest downloaded month ever. You know, we tripled what we had a year ago. We're tripling it folks. Let's get exponential. Let's do it. If you have a blog, or a good social media following or anything like that, or just three friends who need a new podcast to listen to while they're doing laundry. Let me, give me a chance. I'm asking for the sale here, folks. I'm asking for the sale. Thank you guys so much for being a part of my life. It's been therapeutic for me to just get this out. And at least on three occasions during this episode, I felt myself tearing up. I'm thinking of Tom Brady hugging his mom, right? You know, how much do they value life, right? She's recovering from cancer. Their son, you know, their son they care so much about is... um, Literally the greatest football player of all time. And, and you know what? Spoiler alert, he's a good guy. And he's following these agreements. Don't take things personal, everybody. Don't do it. I'm, I'm telling, trust me, I'm telling you so I can tell myself. Because too often and not, we're sensitive. Because it's a fucking battle out there. So go meet somebody and don't assume you're getting shamed. Don't assume that they're judging you for your tits or whatever. Maybe they are because guys love tits. But just just be the sexiest version of you. For you. Let someone else be attracted to it. To live is the rarest thing in the world. Most people exist. That is all.